0: what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the my hustle podcast on the no days off podcast feed i'm your host joe Caparoso, the head of content at whistle today we are joined by chad nelson who is the chief creative director at topgolf media we're going to talk with him about how he ended up working with topgolf what his day-to-day is like there and what he thinks about the current sports media and content ecosystem and where it is headed throughout 2020 Chad, thank you for taking the time for joining us today.
1: Oh, thank you. It's awesome.
0: So how in your career did you end up in your current role uh, at Topgolf? What was the ultimate path in recent years that landed you there?
1: Well, it's a great question. And I I, I think what, what the answer is, is they went back and, t- uh, and looked and said, we need to get someone who actually has experience on – Uh, from one of reality TV's greatest shows, one of the most iconic uh, historic sports television shows ever created, which was American Gladiators, which just so happened to be my first job in the industry. So no, I I joke about that only because uh, it it was actually such a pivotal role when starting my career and and how here is a a television show that was created as almost a reality show around sports and around competition, it was really one of a one of a kind. I mean, it was us and the real world when we when we kind of started um, that show, and it was amazing. And so I think what's interesting for me is that when I started my career, kind of through that lens and through that experience, they kind of taught me how. I mean, this is, obviously social media wasn't out then. The internet wasn't even out then. And so what's funny now, I almost look back on that experience and said, "Wow, if we would have invented that show today, it would literally be a social media." Uh, entirely a social media based show and and still have all that kind of same outrageous elements to it. But we would have taken, I mean, the playbook that we, everyone was, that is being, uh, you know, from influencers today would have just become like celebrities um, at that time, had the internet and social media been out. So it's funny when you start your career and you think, Oh wow. When you take an, a first job, you never know how it will influence you. But looking back now, it's a very, very funny origin kind of story for me. Uh, personally. Um, where that has led has been an interesting journey because uh, starting in television, then the internet, uh, sorry the internet emerged, and I realized there were not a lot of people in Hollywood that knew how to make digital content. and that's even before we called it digital content. And I had a, a computer programming background and I did a lot of art and animation. Um, I actually taught uh, art and animation for a, a little while. And, and realized, wow, I could actually go into studios and into some of the, you know, the major Hollywood studios and actually say, hey, you have all this IP. How can we actually translate that into, into Internet content that people might want to experience? And so that kind of started a little bit of a switch, if you will, or a pivot, as they would say now, uh, in my career. And through that, I'm just going to do a long story short. Um, I started uh, three different companies. One was more of a technology play. Uh, the other two were actually game companies creating interactive entertainment, um, was lucky enough to sell. Um, one of them was an AccuHire and the other two were actually sold or acquired, and which then ultimately led me to my, uh, my third company, which was called World Golf Tour. And the goal of that was is to build the largest golf community online around a virtual golf game that also happened to be the most realistic golf game at the time on the planet. And actually, frankly, it still is. Uh, the most realistic golf game on the planet, and we amassed about 14 million uh, players around the globe. And that is when Top Golf kind of saw what we were doing um, and said, "Wow, we need a virtual version of Top Golf." And through that, it kind of turned into a larger discussion. And then Top Top Golf Media was born, uh, and WGT was acquired. And then my role switched to heading up on all the content and creative for uh, Top Golf. So long story short, but that's it.
0: Well, it's interesting to hear how the different hybrid of experiences and skills that you acquire along the way all ultimately end up kind of converging together uh, to what I'm sure is ultimately helpful in what your day-to-day role is. And it is definitely a unique role, a role that, you know, you can see that, you know, five, six, seven years ago, the media ecosystem wasn't exactly the same where this type of position you know, might not have existed in this current form or made as much sense. What does your day-to-day life look like, and has it changed a lot over your course of time there? It's it's certainly changed a lot in some of the tactical things that we are doing
1: because we are a, a massively um, – you know kind of evolving and growing company and brand uh, around the globe which is, is it's kind of phenomenal i mean dubai is opening up this uh, this june or this summer but one of the things i think is still the same is i look at what we're doing and say well ultimately my job is about how to tell our top golf story and really get our top golf brand into the lifestyle and into kind of a reflection of all of our fans around the globe into their their, their personal lifestyle um, just like any sport league or any um, like any uh, athletic uh, clothing manufacturer, like I.E. Nike, or I'm a big fan of REI because I like to hike. You know, those brands have transcended and become part and a reflection of of who you are. And so, really, the mo- role that I that I have and, and what I serve on, kind of to fulfill each day, is is how to take that Top Golf brand and or our Top Golf brand and and get it to that level. Now, tactically, that changes, um, you know, over time. As I just said, we're opening up now. One of our largest venues in Dubai, that offers an incredible, unique challenge of how do we open that? How do we actually tell that story? How do we actually make it an event or a spectacle that anyone online would want to say, like, oh my gosh, did you see how Top Golf opened opened that venue, as opposed to just, oh, we just opened it and 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 no one heard of it? So in a way, it's kind of where branding meets marketing, meets social media um, and, and content. And and kind of that all that convergence is really I would say a majority of what I spend my time thinking about, um, you know, these days.
0: As you look forward into 2020, is there any particular media content marketing trends that you're particularly taking notice of or feel particularly strong about as you're thinking about how you build out your overall holistic strategy? Well, I think a trend
1: that I, it's not unique to just Top Golf, but it's unique to, I think, the industry and consumers that we're, we're seeing at large, which is advertising today and how you actually told people about your brand and your product or your services and it has evolved so much in the last really even two to three years. And consumers are so much more sophisticated now. Because, one, we're bombarded by so much content. I mean, in terms of – I mean, I have Netflix, and Amazon, and, and, and Hulu on my phone, um, now also Disney+. Plus. I mean, I have so much content I can consume that I don't have enough to- hours in the day. So it's not about a, 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 a desire to, to seek out more content. It's really I want to seek out the best content and I want to consume the content that I truly want to consume. So the idea of advertising and, and getting basically noise – in that flow of, of my daily entertainment is just no longer something I accept. But so by that rationale, I think what's interesting for a brand is it's harder now to, to speak to your consumer because you can't just give them a 30-second or 15-second ad. You have to actually give them something truly authentic and genuine and something that actually really truly either informs or entertains them or inspires them. And I think if you can do that, and tell that story. And if you have a brand that can allow yourself or your company or your, your, your brand to have that vehicle to tell those kind of stories, then you will succeed. It's, it will be very difficult if you're a brand that doesn't have that, that ability to be kind of of presented to a consumer on a daily basis. Um, Just again, if it's just through advertising, it's just, that's going to be, I think the biggest challenge for companies, how they, how they elevate above the noise.
0: Do you have any particular favorite, story, campaign, event, moment from your time with Top Golf that really kind of stands out and epitomizes why you continue to want to be there and build with them going forward. Is there was there any kind of moment early in your tenure that you were working on that that really clicked for you and let you know that you were in the right spot for where you wanted to work in this overall industry?
1: Yeah, I think I mean a couple of things. I mean, one Top Golf has been a company that has gone from almost being kind of a local or regional company to now we're becoming national, and then, like I said, we're going to become global. And I think what's fascinating about it is to see how the conversation has changed. Uh, You know, if you wear a Topgolf hat or a shirt in an airport, you know, say three, four years ago, say LAX, no one would have made any mention of it just because they wouldn't have known it. Now you have people approach you. I mean, I was literally in a building in Hollywood the other day, and I saw this guy walk in with a Top Golf shirt, had no idea who he was just because he was, I mean, I'm like, was he a, a fellow associate or employee or, and he's like, no, I just loved it. I, I, I went there and I loved it. I, I, so I think what's interesting is to see when your brand goes from being something that people have never heard of to now something that not only they have heard of, but then they get to that point where they actually want to wear it and actually have it represent part of who they are. To me, that's, that's an amazing thing to see. And I've definitely seen that, that evolution. In the, last few, uh, in the last few years. I think specifically, um, you know, one of the things that we just announced recently was a partnership with Will Smith and Will and & Jada, specifically in their production company, uh, Westbrook Media, which was, um, you know, I would have never thought three years ago I'd be working with one of the biggest movie stars on, on the planet, um, you know, working on content and, and telling stories around his passions. And one of his passions is golf. And, and I thought that would just, you know, again, I never would have anticipated that three years ago, but when you actually can build a brand that, again, that, that is, is not just trying to sell you something, but is actually trying to, to actually present, like I said, we, we want to tell authentic stories uh, and he recognized that. And so I think that was one of the reasons why, um, and, and our brand kind of values and our kind of core focus in terms of what we're trying to do align. And then that has allowed us to, to have this opportunity to work together. So, I think that, you know, that was one key in just even the last, um, you know, six months. And I can't wait to actually introduce, um, you know, the first wave of content uh, through that partnership.
0: As it stands now, and, you know, you've been, you know, working in this industry, you know, for a while in some shape or form, what is the primary thing that inspires you every single day as you get up and go to work and you continue to build uh, with Topgolf? What, What is sort of the main inspiration or motivating factor uh, that drives you to continue to work uh, with Topgolf overall in this space?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think, you know, there's a couple ways when I look at my career, and I actually look at anyone's career that I work with and I'm close with or I manage or partner with, and and ultimately it's, it, it comes down to, well, what is really inspiring you? What is actually inspiring you to get up? For me, I love working with people who are also creators and 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 have a voice and a vision and and who actually know how to get that done. And so the ability to work with those types of individuals inspires me. I, I find that there's so many people that are smarter and more innovative in their thinking than I am. And I always learn something from them, which is an amazing gift. I think the second part is I love being able to stand behind my work at the end of the day and say, with a sense of pride, hey, we did our best. We thought you know, that actually resonated, it succeeded, or if it didn't succeed in terms of didn't find an audience or didn't really quite connect, well, then what did you learn from it? But I think that challenge and that journey, um, you know, month after month and year after year, I think is what what inspires me. And then, you know, lastly, I think what's interesting is, again, being part of a brand that you are actually have the ability to help shape, evolve, and to share across this planet is You know, like if I went to Nike, I would never, I mean, everyone knows who Nike is. Everyone knows who Coca-Cola is or Disney. I mean, I would be an additive voice maybe to what their legacy is. But I think in this case, what's such an honor to me is that I get to actually help shape a narrative or company and a brand that that people are still yet discovering. And I think that being at that table or being at that level of influence is 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 a crazy uh, honor that, and I feel lucky to actually be able to actually have that that opportunity on a daily basis.
0: What advice would you give to a younger person who is just finishing up college or early in their career and is looking to have a sustained career? In the world of sports media, sports marketing, sports content, uh, what is something that you look for on your overall team as you're trying to build out uh, by bringing in new people, uh, into the field whether it's right out of college or whether they' are a few years you know down into their career what what is the best advice that you would give out for someone looking to break into this overall industry
1: i would say it's two things first is i think you you do have to find and surround yourself with great people to make you know either great content or to build great marketing or to, you know in terms of whatever it is you intend to do but you you really do need to find and and foster really good relationships with with good people. So if if you are in a a school or in college or or coming out, um, part of what I say to any young person is, is meet people and network and and make those connections and build those relationships because you never know down the road how important that relationship will become in whatever it is you end up doing. Um, Because we cannot just, As much as we can do on even now on an iPhone, you can. I mean, heck, we can create a ton of content on just a a, you know single creator can create a ton of content. But really, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the team that you surround yourself with. So that's number one. And then number two, the younger you are, or when you are younger, and you have the ability to to take risks, take those risks. Don't do something that everyone else has done or you've seen before. Just do you know the Another, another project just because you thought it was cool and you'd like to do it yourself and see if you could emulate something. I mean, that's great. You might learn something through it, but this is the time, the younger you are, is, is the more opportune time to take some bigger swings, take some bigger risks, and, and you never know. You're going to learn probably more through that, uh, even in failing in a few of those, than you would have been just taking a couple of like safe bets and, and you know getting a couple things done and, and, and great. And I think also at the end of the day, is I look for, and I notice the risks more than I notice just the, oh, you executed, you got it done. Um, I definitely think making sure you take something to the finish line is important. But again, safe bets are, that's what they are. They're just safe bets.
0: In your personal uh, life and your personal usage, what what are your favorite content and social platforms to engage with on a day-to-day business? And then, Overall, for you know the wider you know space, the industry, and for what you guys are trying to do, what specific content or social platforms are you most excited about uh, heading into this year? I mean, I think personally
1: and professionally, it's somewhat in line. I, I think of my own habits and what I'm using. It's um, today is is really about Instagram and about YouTube. Uh, I think what's fascinating to me about YouTube, speaking to that first, is once I got a smart TV and when I hit the home button that the YouTube icon was like third, maybe it's fourth, but it's it's right there next to, to Netflix and to Amazon prime. Um, my kids, myself, I, I mean, we were watching shows on YouTube in our living room, just like we used to watch, you know, NBC back when I was growing up or, or you know, another network. So um, to me, that's fascinating. And when YouTube started at being maybe just like a, a short form content platform, you know, more lower production values, a little more raw, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that can still exist in many ways, uh, especially in the kind of the influencer creator community, but I'm finding that I'm actually seeing and, and enjoying, you know, high quality production values and, and watching much, much, much longer format formatted content you know, on that channel. So I think that's interesting. And I think for us as top Topgolf, that's also equally interesting. And then I think what's interesting about YouTube or, or uh, Instagram is the fact that it's just, at the end of the day, it, it, it's such a visual medium and it's such a, a, a quick medium in terms of, I don't feel like I'm being bombarded by kind of some of what I, I hate to say, but what kind of brought Facebook down, which is just a lot of daily noise. And Instagram, I can still somewhat curate it. Yes, I might see an ad, but that ad might be something actually I'm probably interested in more so than what I would see on Facebook, where just I feel like I'm kind of surrounded by just, especially in today's climate, political fodder. So, um, I mean, those two platforms are interesting. I think what's interesting also about um, the, kind of in the R&D and the kind of the next phase is like, okay, what is, what is, what's going to happen with video and TikTok and, and that kind of community? Where does that truly evolve? Um we'll play around with that. We'll experiment with that, you know, kind of too early to say, um, you know, how, how much, how many, you know, how, how deep will it go into um, in terms of amassing millions and millions of followers? We'll see if it actually can, can, can capture what Snap did and or now what Instagram has also done with stories, but we'll see. But I, I'm, I'm very curious and, and definitely want to play in that playground.
0: Final question before we let you go. Throughout your time at Top Golf, what was your overall favorite piece of content that you guys released or you got to work on? What what kind of like jumps to your mind and your personal hall of fame is as having that top spot or is in the discussion for your favorite actual standalone piece of content that you've been associated with?
1: Good question, Mike. We've made a lot of cool shows and series. I really love what we did with Who Will Rock You. The music kind of battle the band show we did a nice cooking show that was really proud of that five seasons of it um, called top golf chef showdown um we've done top golf tour for multiple years um you know obviously worked with uh with whistle um this last year all those have been fun and all those kind of add up to something what's interesting to me is sometimes the bigger surprises and i'll just tell one last story which was when we opened top golf las vegas um you know, this was June of 2016. I'd been the company about six months. Um, at that point, our Facebook page had about 20,000 followers. So barely any. We really almost had. I think we only had like 7,000 Instagram followers. Our social was still just just in its infancy, like true infancy. Um, and I, because the Vegas location is so close to um, McCarran Airport. We just can't take a drone off without getting an FAA permit. So we hired this guy that actually was an old military pilot who could actually get an FAA permit. And he flew around the Vegas venue. And what ended up happening is the sunset just burst out of the clouds and it just lit up the whole town in this, this wave of pink and oranges. And it was gorgeous. And he just we had about five minutes of that sun in that perfect golden window of light. And so he flew around and I was telling him, oh, hey, let's do this, let's move the camera here. And we got a couple of shots. As soon he landed, grabbed the card, I edited it down into about a 45 second video, quickly found, because it's the night of the party, and when we're opening it, And I quickly found a track online that I bought for, I think the license fee was like 100 bucks, and threw it up and just said, okay, done, we got that up, we got the little drone tour. That video, again, for a site that barely had any followers, at, in one month got 2.3 million views and got us more traffic and more uh, followers than anything that I had worked on like for like in terms of all the pre-production and planning and working with talent. And it was just like a happy accident. And it was just one of those things that inspired me to say, you know, again, sometimes you could plan great content all day long, but sometimes it's those little accidents that stand out where you're also under a massive deadline and you just pulled together the right stuff with the right shots, the right time window. And you found a decent, like in this case, a decent track of music and you got it on line in time. And that's why it turned out to be such a big win. And that to me, it's just a funny one because it was such, at the beginning, we were so small and we had no footprint. And that kind of was the one that turned it around.
0: Awesome story and a great way to wrap here. Chad Nelson, Chief Creative Director at Topgolf Media. Thank you again for joining us and looking forward to continuing to work together in 2020. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks, Chad. Thank you for listening in to another episode of the My Hustle podcast on the No Days Off podcast feed. Make sure to check every Thursday for new No Days Off episodes and check in every Monday for new episodes of My Hustle. Thank you again to this week's guest, Chad Nelson, and we'll talk to you guys next week.